Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, buddy C. Today we'll be on 10th chapter. We'll just start with uh, reading this chapter, and I'm going to share my screen so we can see it. It's the link. Do you guys have the link? I can share the link in the in the chat if I need to. Let me do that real quick, just in case. Here's the link in the chat. So, and we'll be on the tenth uh, chapter, and this is a four translation uh, link. They give you four different translations of the Tao Te Ching. And for you guys that are new. Uh, who's, I see it's first time for, Ev, is this your first time? Yeah. And William, your first time, correct? Second. Okay, cool. All right. Well, just quickly, Ev, I'll just, what, what the Tao Te Ching is, is a, um, is a 2,500 year old manuscript that was, uh, that's the second most publicized manuscript behind the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Yes. Uh, it's been uh, um, a fellow named Lao Tzu is um, is contributed for writing it, and he was um, uh, he was more or less a librarian, from what I read, uh, for one of the lords uh, in Japan that was over uh, that 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 ruled an area of I mean not Japan of China at the time, and um, before he he was leaving, retiring. And someone said, wait, before you leave, what have you learned while you have been here in your time here? And so he dictated the Tao Te Ching to someone there, like a guard or someone who could write, and wrote it out and then left and was never heard from. That's the story. So so this is his synopsis of Taoist thought as he was leaving to retire, okay? Because he, and one reason they said that he was doing this was because the ideas that he had learned, he was he was leaving in a depressed fashion because uh, the ideas he he had learned that very few people adapted to and practiced. Of course, I don't really buy that because the Tao is talking about acceptance and everything the way it should be. So if he was truly uh, if this was truly something that he had followed all of his life or his adult life, then he would know it was just like it was supposed to be, and he wouldn't be depressed about it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know. Uh, someone writing about it really didn't understand it, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but lots of good stuff, a lot about letting go, a lot about learning to uh, live according to your nat- the uh, Taoist nature, the nature of the Tao. In other words, and the Tao, when you hear that, it's T-A-O, but it's pronounced D-A-O, Tao, uh, is about, uh, is the same as your higher power. Uh, it's the power of the universe. It's the power, the Big Bang. That power is the power of the Tao. It's the power that's within all creatures, that, that, that the whole universe is self-giving, and continually creating, that is the Tao, okay? And the day is the, uh, uh, 
is the work. It would be um, the mother would be the Tao and the milk the pro- mother provides would be the day. Okay, it's the um, uh, it's the nutrition, it's the the food and the provision that we get is the day. So that's that's the difference there. So we'll be talking about some of that today too. Um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so we can talk about this. Let me get my my computer all situated the way I like it, and then we'll uh, we'll get that going. Any questions at this point or comments? I'm gonna. What we'll do is I'll just I'll just ask you just to chime in while we're reading this, and I'm gonna go ahead and share the screen so we can see it. And uh, if you have anything, just chime in as we read, and we'll stop occasionally. And it, it can be very overwhelming, so mm-hmm. just absorb it and just be at ease with it. So it's nothing to really figure out. What what for me it does is I try to I try to think about my experience and how these twenty five hundred year old examples apply to my experience and let it just come alive to you. Okay, I'll start on the left here. We'll read a little section across. Uh, carrying and these are just four different people's translations, and the fourth one is more of a uh, modern translation. Okay. Uh, carrying body and soul and embracing the one, can you avoid separation? Attending fully and becoming supple, can you be as a newborn babe? Washing and cleansing the primal vision, can you be without stain? And then we'll go. We'll stop there and go across to the what's said of, of the different translators with that same portion. Can you coax your mind from its wandering? and keep to the original oneness? Can you let your body become supple as a newborn child's? Can you cleanse your inner vision until you see nothing but the light? uh, I think that's talking about, what I I interpret that is is talking about meditation and about clearing your mind um, and then um, um, cleansing your inner vision until you see nothing but the light. We're going to talk about this newborn child analogy, too. Uh, nurture the darkness of your soul until you become whole. Can you do this and not fail? Can you focus your life breath until you become supple as a newborn child? While you cleanse your inner vision, will you be found without fault? Can you hold on to your ego and stay still focused on the Tao? The answer to that would be no. Can you relax your mind and body, embrace yourself for new life? Can you check yourself and see past what's in front of your eyes? Now, what I see in that uh, is a couple of things. One, the idea of being supple like a newborn child. Okay, let's talk about that idea for a minute. Uh, Hello, Suzanne. We're just getting started on the Tao. Uh, we're on the tenth chapter, so chapter verse. Uh, I want to talk about the idea there of being supple like a newborn child. Okay, think about a newborn. Okay, um, does a newborn is only in the moment? Can we react to life in that way? A newborn. Um, 
has no agenda, is only concerned with what's in front of them, uh, doesn't have all of these ideas and stress and fear and resentment and all of, think about the difference between how a newborn approaches a day a day in their life versus how we do okay it's a whole different idea it's a whole different way and think about the dependence that's there and think about how that relates to recovery in how we're to be powerless, how we're to turn our will and our life over to the care of God. And part of this is learning how to return to that dependency, not only that childlike dependency, but that dependency of a newborn. Um, that's what I see in this. Uh, and that, that, that idea that we're to be dependent, that we're to be, uh, that uh, powerlessness that comes with that, uh, that's huge. That's huge when you think about it. And and what he's talking about here in, in my thinking is how can we become that, and how can we become that flexible to where we're only concerned about the next moment? That, uh, uh, you know, and what do we learn in recovery? That we're to learn to do what? The next right thing, right? <laughs> and how much does that, uh, is that similar to a newborn? When you think about it. Uh, and, and the lack of attachment a newborn has. If you want to think about the Buddhist kind of ideas of attachment. No attachment. They're only concerned with what's going on right now <laughs> and getting that, that, uh, uh, immediate need met. Okay. Uh, I mean, a newborn, if, if they have a dirty diaper and they get mad about their diaper, they're not going to be resentful at you the next day about you taking 10 minutes to change their diaper when they needed it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, neither, neither one of my kids did. They forgot about it, and they were on to something else, okay? That lack of attachment, that dependency, too, and, and, uh, and um, that, um, uh, that whole idea behind that uh, is something that I think that, uh, that he's drawing out here, okay? Uh, and the idea of... Uh, of uh, Let's see, where was it? Uh, There was a a place that, oh, where where he was talking about on the fourth one, about can you hold on to your ego and stay focused on the dial? The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is no, you can't. You know, can you relax your mind and body, embrace yourself for life? Yes. Can you, uh, um, oh, can you cleanse you? This is what I was looking for. Can you cleanse your inner vision until you see nothing but light? No. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but that's the goal, right? That's that's the letting go of self, and I get that in meditation. That's uh, that's a meditative practice for me, and I learn so much in meditation. I'm doing a really great. I just want to mention it. 
a great um, uh, package right now. I, I do Headspace as a as a meditation trainer. I do a ten minute Headspace a lot of days, and I do new packages in Headspace to learn new uh, techniques for to learn more about meditation. And right now he he's doing a uh, he's got a new one on food and how to detach from food and how to uh, how to just because we have an idea about food doesn't mean we have to act on it. And and when we act on it, we've had the idea way before. You know, it's not something that's immediate. And we can head it off way back here in the thought. And that so applies to what I'm uh, what I'm seeing here. Um, you know, can I can I cleanse that inner vision? Can I uh, can I coax uh, the mind uh, from wondering? You know, can I do this practice to where that's part of my uh, daily walk, regardless of what I'm talking about, you know, uh, you know, just because I think about drinking or using doesn't mean I have to own that thought, you know, I can just let that thought pass on by just like when I'm in meditation and I think about something crazy, you know, that thought comes in and I'm like, where did that come from? I, it's just a thought. I just can let it go, you know. I can do the same thing with any thought. Just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean I have to do it, right. you know? And that's the great thing about meditation. And that's part of this, too, I think, that he's talking about, that he was, a, was addressing 2,500 years ago. <laughs> any comments? Okay. And I'm not gonna, I don't call on people in this because I don't want you to feel uncomfortable that you have to share. Because a lot of this can be very, I don't do, try to do that in any meetings, you know, make everybody share. So, you know, anytime, but especially with this, because it can be very overwhelming, you know. So, I mean, it's just so much to absorb, you know, and think about. But uh, does I have a tiny thing. F? Yeah. So, um, I'm resonating with the childlike thing. Um, I find that in sobriety, do you feel more childlike? and playful and fun and almost um, immature sometimes and less serious and it's light feeling. It really is. It's like a um, letting go, like a shedding of, of weight and it's beautiful and I love to um, be mindful and strive to be in that place more. So uh, yeah, I, li- I like that idea of childlike supplements and, and everything's new and bright and like exciting and not so serious you know there's a christian quote that is that the the yoke is to be easy and the burden is to be light and long before i got into recovery i said you know if i said my yoke is not easy and my burden is not you know the yoke is talking about like an ox yoke around the ox's neck that that's supposed to be uh, an easy yoke, you know, to pull and the burden that they is supposed to be a light burden. And I'm like, my yoke is not easy and my burden is not light. I'm doing something wrong, you know? And it took me six years in recovery to figure, figure out, you know, how to let go, how to do what we're talking about here, you know, how, how to be powerless so that I didn't have to drink. And, um, my problem was I kept asking God to help me 
instead of me letting go and letting God do it and then doing my part. So that was the difference for me, you know, and, and all through this, it talks about that. Um, but um, any more comments on that before? Let's see. I, I've got one. I've got one uh, uh, commentary on that that I thought that was really good uh, that I'll read. And this is uh, Stephen Mitchell. He wrote the second chapter, the, the second translation that we see. Mm-hmm. And this is part of his commentary on this. Um, and he, he was quoting another lady, uh, Emily Conrad Dowd, that the more subtle your supple your body is, the less dictatorial uh, you'll be. Suppleness is really fluidity. It transcends strength and weakness. When your body's supple, it feels like there's no barrier in you. You can flow in any direction. Your movement is a complete expression of yourself. So that's, you know, and how much of this do we see in other places where it talks about the um, uh, the soft and pliable overcomes the hard and inflexible? Mm-hmm. You know, this is another example of that using a newborn instead. You know, I thought that was really good. Uh, There is no self-consciousness in the newborn child. Later on, the mind wanders into self-images, starts to think, should I do this in this moment, and loses the immediacy of the moment. It isn't aware of any separation, so all its movements are spontaneous and alive and whole and perfect. Wow. Wow. All of that from you know <laughs> that one little you know one little stanza you know uh, no self conscious think about a newborn no self consciousness later on the mind wanders into self images starts to think about you know is this the right thing to do you know should I really do this and loses the immediacy of the moment hmm. the immediacy of the moment you know how many how much of that do we really lack in our daily, the, the, the being, being really being, you know, we're taught to be in the moment, but to be in the moment, like a newborn's in the moment is really something that is, is very difficult to regain because we are so much about the past and the future. Even when we talk about being in the moment, it's hard to really get truly in this moment. Greg, something's stirring. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just accepting things for what they are. Yeah. There's, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing that we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about what's past and there's nothing we can do about what's, what's coming. Um, it's just basically accepting things for, for how they are. Yeah. 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 Lear- learning to live, to live, to live in the moment and learning to be dependent in the moment too. For me, that's a big part of that. I mean, you, of, I'm sorry. What do you mean by learning how to be dependent on that moment? What do you mean? I'm sorry. What do you mean by learning how to be dependent 
on that moment? What does that mean? Think about uh, what I was thinking about was how dependent a newborn is on their provider. Yeah. And how I still struggle with my independence from my higher power, having my plan, working my plan, rather than learning to look to my higher power in the moment and not saying, oh, I've got this figured out, and not even putting in, having an intention of dependence, I guess really is what I'm talking about. You know, that that idea that uh, that I'm offering the moment up as an offering rather than, oh, I've got this figured out. This is what I need to do. And staying totally in myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. Yeah. That, that's what I'm, that's what, that's my thinking on that, you know, is, is how to be dependent in the moment, you know, how to look outward and say, okay, I'm available and I'm open rather than closing that openness off and saying, no, I, I know what to do. You know, this is how I do it. You know, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. So. And I think sometimes we have to be accepting of the moment, which yes. is, which is really was a, a hard part for me to learn was to be comfortable in an uncomfortable moment because they, they do happen versus the, the old me of trying to do whatever I needed to do to get out of the uncomfortability, is that a word, to be, you know, to be comfortable in the moment. So kind of accepting that some moments are what they are and we learn to be comfortable in an uncomfortable moment. Mm, good. Yes, thank you. That's huge. That's huge. Anyone else before we move on to the next stanza? I heard I heard something today, and it was um, somebody was talking about a jigsaw puzzle, and they, they were talking about their their relationship with God and how people start to have have problems with relationships with God, and um, some some somebody put it into simple terms that if you, if you buy a jigsaw puzzle, you automatically assume that the person's put all them jigs that the, the pieces of that jigsaw puzzle in that box and you and you accept that unconditionally that those pieces are going to be there. So why why wouldn't we just accept the fact that God or your higher power has all those pieces for you and they're going to be putting them into place as and when you need them. Um so I would I would have a look at that as the acceptance. You know, a big part of the the Tao teaching is that, um, and, and you know, this is like, and the only thing I can, I'm a Christian and I've all was raised Christian and all of that. So that's all I have to compare it to. It'd be like in Christianity, all the different, um, 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 denominations and different thought processes, you know, just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean they believe the same thing. Right. So there's total different belief systems. So this is the same way. And one belief system in Taoism is that, uh, uh, that there is no God, so to speak, as we, a Western God, that, uh, that it's the Big Bang that created the universe. That is the Tao. And that just like nature, just like you know, the sun rises, sun sets by design. The tides flow by design. Everything is by design. 
your life is by design too, no less than the rest of nature because you're really part of nature. You're not separate. So if you're part of the whole, which this is talking about that, can you separate, avoid the separation? You know, you're part of the whole. So your life is entirely by design too. So everything is exactly like it's supposed to be. So that's part of their part of the uh, thought process. So exactly what you're talking about, Craig. Exactly what you're talking about. Um, here's a couple more. This is from Derek Lynn, uh, which I read his commentary to. Strain uh, deviating from the center. You you hear a lot in this about staying in the center of the Tao. And from what I understand from that, it's talking about uh, staying in the middle. Like we were talking, think about the middle of the herd. Have you ever heard that phrase? Mm -hmm. That's uh, uh, that would be part of this staying, staying in the middle of the nutrition in the middle of what in the center, rather than deviating out to the edges, uh, staying where the most is, you know, um, the energy to be concentrated is the chi, the breath of energy that courses through all living things. This is a clear instruction on using breathing techniques to achieve the deep level of relaxation where the body is as soft and pliant as that of an infant. So uh, think of the kingdom. Uh, okay, we'll get into that in a minute. That's the next one. But uh, – you have some of that from your uh, martial arts, don't you, Craig? Sorry? Y'all study about the chi, right? Yeah, yes. Can you explain that to us? Um, we, we, do, we do Taekwondo, so we, um, our chi is um, the, the center of our body, the, the, where, where our energy is coming, how we create an energy and how we pass that energy on. Um, but we always have to try and not control that energy, but be in control of it at the same time, if you know what I mean. It's, it's, um, we're using it for a purpose, um, but at the same time, that purpose is using us for its greater purpose. Um, if we're doing if we're doing patterns and that sort of thing, it's, it's like you ever see anybody doing Tai Chi in the gardens, That's we kind of do that, but with a little bit more power and energy put into it. We create an energy, and we use that energy as, as we need it. Um, that's that's how that's how we use our chi. Um, it's it's kind of like a, an energy from within. And that's what they're talking about here is how you um, how you take and you apply that the energy. He's saying that this is this is talking about chi here. Yeah. You know. Um, let's move on to the next. I'll share the next. Uh, let's look at this. All right. Uh, loving all men and ruling the country. Now, now they're talking about country, but it's also applying to us personally, okay? Not just rulers, but but uh, the kingdom of yourself. You know, everything that you, uh, that applies to you. Love all the men and ruling the country. Can you be without cleverness? Open and closing the gates of heaven. Can you play the role of woman? Understanding and being open to all things. Are you able to do nothing, giving birth and nourishing, bearing yet not possessing, working yet not taking credit, leading yet not dominating? 
This is your primal virtue. Okay. Now, uh, can you, uh, okay. Can you love people and lead them without imposing your will? Can you, uh, another way to look at that would be, can you go about your day and love people without imposing your will on them? So can I interject? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that to me is like the perfect example of marriage. <laughs> where, um, you, you're with somebody not to change them, but to let them be their best selves. Yes. But we always try to go in and, you know, I'm going to change this person according to my will. And, you know, we get resentful and angry when they, when our partners aren't like us. And, and I'm just, of course, speaking in general terms. So that's how I kind of read that, how I related that line to my life. You know, I'm there with you, Marla, because my wife is nothing like me. <laughs> and uh, I, I knew my wife for a shorter period of time than what I normally would. But if, uh, if, if I would have dated her for years, I would not have married her. What? Okay. I'm getting to it though. Not to say it was a mistake because in hindsight, it was exactly what I needed. Okay. Because I always dated people who were uh, just like me. So I wouldn't have to change. (laughs) She is perfect for me. Okay. She's wonderful, but she is not like me. So I've had to change like an incredible amount that and accept and and be a bigger person than what I would be otherwise. And so it was exactly what I needed, you know, and that's what I mean by that, you know, uh, but uh, I know exactly what you mean with that because loving someone without imposing my will on them is something that I never did before because loving them was fixing them Right. <laughs> because I knew what was best for them. Their life would be perfect if they did what I suggested. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone else. Does any of you have that kind of ego that you think that you know the best for everyone? That's me, you know. It's like uh, raising children, too. You yeah. want to impose your will on your children. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of the same thing. Marla, I'm, def- I'm definitely sending Calm over to you if you think you can do that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, but my job is to love instead. You know, my job is to love them. And uh, the same with my kids. My job is to love my kids, not to uh, impose my will upon them. Yeah. So learning to love without imposing your will is huge. And a lot of people never learn that. Never, ever, ever learn that. Anything else before we read these others? Let me get back, Kyle. I'm going to share the screen again. So uh, these other translations, can you love people and lead them without forcing your will on them? When heaven's gates, uh, when heaven gives and takes away, can you be content with the outcome? Uh, When you understand all things, can you step back from your own understanding? Can you be a leader and not try to prove you're in charge? Can you deal with what's happening and let it happen? 
Can you forget what you know and understand what is real? I didn't read that on the first couple. Can you step back from your own mind and thus understand all things? To play the role of the woman was the way they translated that first one. But uh, the woman's the provider. You know, uh, can you step back from your own mind and understand all things? Wow. <laughs> you know, can, can, when you get in a situation and you think you have it figured out, can you just let go of it and watch it and see what evolves? That's what I hear in that. You know, in any situation, any uh, relationship, instead of keeping your control on it, you let go of it and just let it let it happen. You know, one of the water examples of this in one of the other readings is, can you let your mud settle so that the right answer arises by itself? We've read that before, Kate. I think I remember us. And uh, maybe someone else. I remember us talking about that specifically, about the mud settling. You know, <laughs> you know, can we? Can, and and you can't make mud settle. You know, you've got to just wait and keep away from it. The more you fool with it, the less, the longer it's going to take. <laughs> what a simple analogy, you know. <laughs> I never think about mud, you know. <laughs> muddy water you know it's in can you let it settle and the right answer show itself by itself you know wow you know and that applies to this i think you know can when 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 we're in the middle of whatever we're doing can we let go of even our own thoughts so that we leave room for you know for help with what can we be supple is what it's talking about that same that same idea, you know, in our thinking, let's say we think we've got a situation figured out. How can we let go of our own ideas so that we leave room for God to come in and help us with this thing? And I think about the beatitude that talks about when we're full of care, we find ourselves cared for. You know, when, we're, when we show care, when we inject love in the situation, then we leave room for God to come in and do. So how can we do that in our day-to-day walk, day-to-day activities, our day-to-day, our work and our relationships and everything that we go about, how can we go and apply this in that? You know, and it's about not doing more. It's about doing less. You know, it's about not thinking we have it figured out in being open-minded and being willing to accept another idea. You know, the gates is talking about the gates of heaven. One of the commentaries talk about that being the gate of the mind. You know, when the gate of the mind opens and the gate closes, can we, can we accept, uh, can we close, you know, can we close that so that we can be uh, open to some other ideas and other suggestions? So there's quite a giving without expecting, uh, without expecting in that as yes. well. You know, can, can we can we give freely and not expect anything in return? Um, where it's talking about the um, can you what was it? Can you, can you do something without being clever? 
Can, yeah. can you can you rule without being clever? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's basically saying like, can you can you remain humble? Can, can, you, know, can, yeah. can you keep your humility and, and everything that you do and not 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 rise above yourself and let your ego start to get out of control? And it, ego for me was quite a big thing. Um, and it I think is for me. Yeah, letting events take their course. Can you step back? from your own mind and understand all things. And then the next part of that, which I think is really important, uh, is giving birth and nourishing, having without possessing, acting with no expectations, leading and not trying to control. Okay. This is talking about, from what I read, operating according to your nature. The Tao nature is giving and nourishing. Giving birth is a natural thing. It just, it happens, you know. And, you know, I know from my my first wife is pregnant twice. Uh, we have two children. And there's no stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> as much as she might want to postpone, there's no postponing, okay. It is the natural course of things, Okay. And, and I think that's part of this is learning that we have this Tao nature and learning to live by that nature. You know, a bird is a bird, and a bird does what's natural for the bird. As long as that happens, it's more or less effortless because nature's working with that bird, and it just happens. If the bird starts acting like a squirrel, it's a different story. There's a problem, okay? And I think we have a problem when we don't act according to that Tao nature, when we don't learn to step back and be at ease and be supple like the child, like the infant, you know, all those things, you know, that we have to learn. Um, And part of that is learning to act without expectation. When we're having expectation, it's a red flag for us that we're not letting go, you know? Uh, But, uh, um, that's uh, the birds fly, but a fly doesn't bird. Good one, Craig. <laughs> uh, now uh, I'll go ahead and read the southern, and then we'll go back to the. Uh, I'll quit sharing the screen. Uh, giving birth and nourishing, making without possessing, expecting nothing in return, to grow yet not control. This is the mysterious virtue. Uh, start a job and see it through. Have things without holding on to them. Do the job without expectation of reward. Lead people without giving orders. That's the way you do it. That's our modern translation. Uh, That's the way you do it. So, any comments on... uh, It's the natural course of things, the Tao nature. And I think that's the effortless effort. You know, if you hear a wu-wei, effortless effort, and it gets mysterious, you know, and all the, you know, well, you got to work, you got to do something. So there's got to be some, you know, and it gets all crazy, you know, thinking-wise. But what I think about that, from what I've read is, it's just the effortless effort is just living according to how you were designed to live. Learning to do this, learning to be, to be, to live within your nature, with the Tao nature, you know, learning to 
to let go, learning to be dependent like the newborn. You know, that's uh, that's how I interpret that. Uh, here's a uh, the mental state that remains twank, tranquil even when thought processes are active, a state that is simultaneously peaceful and dynamic. Sages emulate the mystic virtue in their interactions with other people. They nurture, encourage, teach, and mentor mentor those around them without the need to possess, gloat, or dominate. That's what they're talking about, I think. Comments, thoughts? Do the job without expectation of reward. And um, there's another part to it. That goes back to last week's, which was talking about abundance, having enough, knowing, knowing when enough is enough. Knowing when enough is enough. And being happy and being happy with enough. Doing the job without expectation of reward. Um, I, if we want to look at something like that, like, like raising children, you know, we do it because we do it because we do it. We don't expect anything at the end of it. You know, we, we don't have, we don't have any huge expectations. All we, all we want is the, the kids to, to grow up and get on. Um, uh, leading people without giving orders, um, just that's 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 the way you do it. You know, that's I think, I think it's about helping other people just to take things without expectations as well. Leading by example. Yeah, that's 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 how that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 And that virtue is the day, you know, the Tao Te Ching, the day that we were talking about earlier, the mother's milk. And this is talking about how we see it, you know, and how we, how we walk in it. Really, this last verse is is what I see in that. Some notes I have from this. Um, can you step back from your own mind and thus understand all things, uh, and letting things take their course? I thought about the, the quote from the Nag Hammadi where in the book of Thomas, where Jesus said, be a passerby and how that we're to, to, to not buy into everything, but just let it all flow and let it all, you know, be a passerby, you know, is exactly what it said. So I thought about that. I thought about to grow yet not be in control. Step back from your own mind and your own thinking the newborn characteristics that we've talked about, no agenda, act strictly by nature. That newborn's just acting by its nature, totally dependent. Uh, acceptance, of course. Let it happen. Be content. Uh, and that the last verses there are our um, red flag when we're doing something well, you know, it's like um, in the big book, you know, the 84, 85 that I talk about all the time, where it says stop fight. We cease fighting anything and anyone, even alcohol. If we're fighting, then we should back up and see why we're fighting. There's something that we're, we're fighting against. With this, we've got the same kind of warning in that it says that if we're, uh, if I'm expecting and controlling, then maybe I need to back up and see, you know, what I'm doing wrong, what I'm not letting go of, you know. And if and if we're we've got that fight, go that angst, you know, then that's um, that's something that we need to take a look at and see why that is. 
because I think we can walk without that. We can walk in a in a peaceful, at ease nature all the time if we learn to let go and do this thing, you know. And, and the doing is less, not more. You know, letting go of ourselves, being being in the moment, being dependent, the whole thing, you know. So learning to give uh, and have without possessing is huge, is huge. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't have. It just means that uh, what you have, you're a steward of rather than an owner. You know, it's there to be used, not for you to control and and more, 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 you know. Being content in what you have, and that those are all signs that you're living in this nature, you know, in this Tao nature. So, uh, let me look in one more book and see if I have any comment, anything else. You guys have anything? I have a commentary that I read yesterday. Yes. About chapter ten. Yes. I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, quote unquote: The one in the first line of this chapter is no doubt Tao, the way. If your soul grasps it, how can you keep your soul from escaping you? How can you remain sound and in control of your senses? Modesty is a solution. You observe the inner workings of the universe, but you understand that there is little to do about it. Nothing has changed as a result of your understanding, so you remain grounded in yourself, although you've grasped the secret of the universe. And the secret lies in the calm primordial law that arranged all according to the principle of effortlessness. The greater the power, the less its effort is. So modesty surpasses pride and keeps you sane in the middle of the cosmic spectacle. (laughs) Modesty, modesty, what was that, modesty? Modesty surpasses pride and keeps you sane in the middle of the cosmic spectacle. Yeah. Modesty. Modesty Modesty. is a solution. Yeah. Lowering your expectations. Yeah. 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 Being content. It's tough for an addict, though. You know, this is in relating all this to, you know, being an addict, because we're all, um, you know, our, our narcissism takes over. Our ego takes over. Um, you know, we're, we're, we are the center of our universe. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's For hard. me, yeah, it goes back to, to if I can stay grounded in the fact that I believe that everything is the way that it should be and that my day is provided for, then if I can stay grounded in that, it makes it easier to be content yeah. To, to, to live in modesty because if I have what I need and what I'm supposed to have, then, you know, then uh, it's much easier acceptance. Everything's easier. Uh, more and more, my whole walk pivots on, on me believing today is the way as, it, as it's supposed to be exactly. Um, and couldn't be any different. And that in this moment, I'm perfect just like I am. I'm exactly like I'm supposed to be right now. You know, and and being, having that realization helps me to be content because how could it be any other way? 
So for me, that that's a huge part, a huge element, because if I thought I could change it, then here I go, you know, <laughs> trying to change things. You know, I'm not happy with something. So, you know, here I go, you know, <laughs> when, hey, well, everything's like it's supposed to be today. Okay. I can accept that. It's, you know, I mean, I, I can do that, you know, but when I go trying to change it, that's when I have problems. That doesn't mean I get up and do nothing, you know, lay in bed all day and do nothing. That just means that I try to do the next right thing all for the moment up. And, you know, I try to be of service in every interaction instead of trying to get them to serve me. And, and I just do what's in front of me to do. And if I believe the day unfolds like it's supposed to, then I can be content in it because I have what I'm supposed to have. But uh, works for me. Um, that's huge. That, that's good. Thank you, Marla. Thanks. Anyone else? Let me look at this Wayne Dyer commentary and see. We talked about most everything. He didn't have uh, – his approach to this one was uh, living in oneness with the universe. He talked a lot about the oneness. Uh, uh, his do the Tao now. He has a. This is a pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's uh, change your thoughts, change your life. Wayne Dyer. It's a. It's a pretty good commentary on this. Uh, it's easy to read too. It's easy to understand and read. It is. So today, practicing oneness where you previously seen twoness separation. Uh, is what his his thing on this. Take pleasure from what you possess without being attached to these things. And that was his big, my big takeaway from his embrace oneness by seeing yourself in everyone you encounter. So he was talking about this as saying that, that we're all one together uh, as, as you know, and, and that we can, we can learn not to possess if we're all, you know, if if we're all, um, attached and part of this and that we're all as we should be, you know? So, but, um, that's all I have on 10 guys. It's a pretty big chapter. It is. There's a lot there and there's a lot of different ways to go, you know, but, um, always get back to that. Letting go and being dependent is a big, is a big thing for me right now. So I see everything through those glasses. So, But uh, any other thoughts on that before we go? Next week we'll do 11. 11's got some good, a lot of, a lot of stuff in 11. Uh, (laughs) My guy that I, that I talked to about this, uh, I have a sponsee that ever, I've tried to get him on the podcast that, uh, I mean, not podcast on the, uh, on this call. We talk about the Tao Te Ching is all we do. When we when he shows up, we go chapter after chapter in the Tao is all we talk about. And so uh, this has got some huge things about uh, like this, uh, the clay in the pot. It's the emptiness that is the value and talking about a cup and all the characteristics of a cup and all the things, you know, I mean, like, a cup doesn't control what's placed in it. 
A uh, cup does. I mean, all these things about a cup. If, if a cup adds to what's put in it, then it's useless. You have to throw the cup away. You know, all those type things. We, I mean, there's. Well, I've got a whole list of stuff from this that we've talked about. So I'm very much looking forward to this uh, next week on 11. So, but a lot about the emptiness is what's important. You know, is and that's how we're used. So, uh, it's really, really uh, some good stuff. So. Uh, but uh, but there was some good stuff in this week's too. But uh, uh, but guys, that's all I have. Unless y'all have anything else or want to comment, we're done for today. Sounds y'all good. good. Okay. Right. Yes. Hey. Yeah. I'm, so where do I find this online? All of this this book, or do I buy this book? Or yes, I put a link to the book to the which the Wayne Dyer book or the oh, no, I have that Wayne Dyer book actually. Okay. Um, no, the uh, Dow Day chain. No, well, that link, that link is what I normally provide because it's like 81 chapters. I printed me off one offline, but it's like this thick, you know, so it's a lot of pages. So if you want to print you one off, I've got a copy that uh, that I can upload, uh, that I can send you if you want to print one off. I'm, I'd be happy. I think I put a copy of it in the notes. If I didn't, I can... I can send you. I'll send you one. And uh, would anybody else like that? Okay, I'll send it to you, and then uh, then you can print it off if you want, or you can just look at this one online anytime. You know, were y'all able to access this online? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. But uh, uh, but that one is one that you that we have online that you can use too. So, uh, but uh, if y'all want to look at some of the weeks you missed. All the recordings for this are in the album, the video album. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. Thanks. Y'all have a great week, and we'll uh, see y'all Thank next you. week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.